Good morning, church. I want to believe that all of us had a wonderful week under the present conditions. Uh, me chilling here with Stacy and Steph. My week has been stationary, but trying to make do with the trying to make the best out of the conditions we keep finding ourselves in. Now, quick heads up, uh, in case you hear some dog barking, um, that is uh, Lucky or Lala. It can also be Silver or it can also be a Sly. So we have four dogs around here and uh, who knows, uh, there, must be, there might be a bust of barking at some point. Okay, now another um, heads up is that um, uh, the message I'm going to share with you today um, will also be put down as a write-up, so meaning you can be able to go through it again. I thought um, whenever I put down something in writing, it always has a much more lasting effect. So I'll try to read the notes uh, and also explain a few things, but in the process, in case uh, I leave out anything, you can always be able to go back and get it in the write-up that will come <clears throat> after. I have titled my sermon as Prepare for War, but I've slashed it, um, you know, kind of given it another different um, um, titlage of managing crisis, which I thought, you know, really uh, two sides of the same coin. Pick my text from Micah chapter 5, verse 1. This is what it says. Marshal your troops, O city of troops. For a siege is laid against us. I'll go again. Marshal your troops, O city of troops. For a siege is laid against us. You have to think about this scripture in the context of our present predicament church. I put in my notes that a beast roams our streets. A beast of death, disease, and destruction. Quarantine, isolation, Words we barely knew before a few months ago. Now we know them intimately well. That never before in history has such a fierce siege been launched against the people of the world. The onslaught of COVID-19 threatens the very foundations of society. I dare say the devil is on the loose. But in all this, God has an army church. And I want to believe that we are in that army. That we will marshal our troops. What is to marshal? To marshal is to mobilize, is to prepare, especially troops in time of war, for action 
or service. To marshal is to make mobile, is to assemble. To marshal is to enroll, to conscript, to enlist, to master. That is master of M-U-S-T-E-R. To master, to rally, to activate and call up. Beautiful synonyms. I'll come through again. What is to marshal? Because the scripture earlier told us, marshal your troops, O city of troops, for a siege is laid against us. What is to marshal? Let me come through this again. To marshal is to mobilize, is to prepare especially troops in time of war for action or service. To marshal is to make mobile, is to assemble, <coughs> excuse me, is to conscript, is to enlist. To marshal is to master, M-U-S-T-E-R. To marshal is to rally, to marshal is to activate and call up. And I have a little subheading here that says, you have no cause to fear. And I want to say that again, church. You have no cause to fear. Psalms 2 verse 4 says, They plot against the Lord, but he laughs at them. One of my favorite scriptures. They plot against the Lord, but he laughs at them. Isaiah 9 verse 7 says, he that is our Lord and helper is set, meaning enthroned upon the hill of Zion. Of the increase of his peace and government, there shall be no end. Do you believe it? Second Kings 19 verse 31, I quote, that the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. God will do it, church. I want to lay a correlation between another siege with what we are going through, the siege of COVID-19. This siege is found in 2 Kings chapter 6. If you start from verse 24, read all the way to 2 Kings chapter 7, which is the next uh, chapter, up to verse 3. It is a story of King Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, then called Aram. He mustered his entire army and besieged the city of Samaria. The enemy forces were crowded around the people of God, around Samaria, with the result that a great famine was in the city. The Bible tells us that doves dung, donkeys' heads, became food. Cannibalistic instincts took over. Actually, we are, we are made aware of a woman who cooked her son and ate him with a neighbor. No one could move in or out. Sounds familiar? 
Yes, it does. Faith was running very thin. The king, the leader, God's anointed leader, wore a sackcloth, was in a state of mourning, wore a sackcloth underneath the royal robes. Sackcloth, I would have you know, were garments worn at a time of mourning. So for all intent and purpose, he looks healthy on the outside. But he is sick, he is perplexed, he is confused. Again, very familiar. We're in a time when even the leadership is as stranded as the populace it leads. The city of Samaria was formed by Omri. Omri is O-M-R-I, king of Israel. And he bought the hill because Samaria was a hill or is built on a hill. He bought the hill from Shemel. And this you can find in 1 Kings 16, 23 to 24. Samaria was inhabited by a mixture of people, languages, and they had different laws and customs and cultures. A perfect picture image of the world as we have it today. Different cultures, different customs, different languages, all going under one titlage, members of the human race occupying the world as we know it. But I want to move very quickly to how Samaria was salvaged. Church, the salvation of Samaria came through four, would you believe it, leprous men. Lepers in those days were outcast and friendless. I want to put this across to you that God's solutions at the onset are always despised. They are ignored. They are assumed and often come as afterthoughts. I will repeat. God's solutions, both in the Bible days and in history, at the onset are always despised, ignored, assumed, and are often afterthoughts. The solution to our present predicament will come, and I say this without any fear of contradiction, from unfamiliar and very unexpected quarters. The lepers got tired, and this is very important, because the greatest of human triumph comes when people get tired of sitting and decide to move forward. And this is exactly what the lepers did. They got tired of sitting and decided to go into the Aramean camp. The scripture says that they told one another, why sit we here till we die? Well, for one, they can't go into the city because there's famine there, there's death there. 
And going out, they will meet the Aramean, the Syrian army. But they took their chance with the Syrian army. And I want to say this. We cannot and we will not remain in hiding. I believe those who God has activated to bring the solutions and the salvation in these very dark moments, something within them says we need to marshal, we need to march, we need to move. What time, and this is a type of war we are going through church, is a time of radical decisions. You cannot afford indecisions in a time of crisis, in a time of war. Either is in dealing with COVID-19 or any other crisis you will go through hereafter. I repeat, you cannot afford indecision at a time of crisis. So they made up their minds. They resolved that they had had enough. Have you had enough? In whatever crisis you go through, you're going through, have you had enough? They translated words, they translated faith into action. This we must do. In times of crisis, words are not enough. We must translate them into actions. I put in my notes, church, that the greatest of human triumphs have come through men and women who refuse to be cowed, intimidated by adversity. A great military general of a former time once remarked, and I quote, We are surrounded and outnumbered on every side. We have no option but to attack. Think about it. We are surrounded and outnumbered on every side. We have no option but to attack. I mean, you would be expecting this man to say, we are surrounded and outnumbered on every side. We have no option but to surrender. But he says, we are surrounded and outnumbered on every side. We have no option but to attack. What a perspective. Winston Churchill in the Second World War, and at the height of Nazi bombings of London, when defeat looked imminent, told his countrymen, and I quote, this could be the best of our days. Church, this could be the best of our days. In actual fact, every moment you have to face adversity and crisis, that could be the best of your time. Adversity has always had its advantages. It is time to rally our strengths together. The four lepers agreed together. There is power in agreement. So they marched towards the Aramean camp and God magnified their steps as they marched. So I ask today, what will God magnify if we don't take steps? If we don't take a move, if you don't take a move in a time of crisis, if you choose to sit in a corner somewhere with your tail beneath or 
with your tail between your legs, what will God magnify? Always remember the four lepers who marched towards the Arimian camp and God magnified their steps. The Arameans thought that the king of Samaria had marshaled armies from far and wide. In actual fact, the Bible says that they heard the sound of chariots and horses. That is what God does. He uses the little human effort, magnifies it to bring your salvation. I want to tell you, church, Whenever you are in a crisis situation, take a step. Marshal together. Do something. Create a reason why God should bless you. I want to finish by giving you a quote from one St. Augustine. While pastoring in North Africa, a devoted Christian, he was of the third century, and a great shaper of our modern theology. When he had that Rome had fallen. And remember, Rome then was called the eternal city. More or less like what you're going through today. You would never imagine that the greatest civilization of our day would be overwhelmed by the crisis that is COVID-19. And so when St. Augustine heard that Rome had fallen, he wrote to the church in Hippo, and I quote, you are surprised that the world is losing its grip, that the world is growing old and full of tribulations. Do not hold on to the old man. Do not hold on to the world. Do not refuse to renew your youth in Christ. Who says the world is passing away? The world is losing its grip. The world is short of breath. Do not fear. Your youth shall be renewed as that of an eagle. Church, God has promised to bring us through all, not save us from all. I finish. God has promised to bring us through all, not save us from all. In this world we have tribulation, the Bible says, but we cheer up. He says he has overcome the world. May God bless you as you face the week before you. May God give you fortitude, courage. May God give you a perspective. May God give you a new outlook. May God give you a new insight and understanding that crisis don't mean the end. Crisis, more likely than not, means new beginnings. God bless you, church. I keep missing you. I keep loving you. And I pray to God that he will keep you safe. And sooner than later, we'll all congregate again and enjoy the beautiful moments we've always enjoyed from each other. Thank you and God bless you.